Hey everyone, uh, my name is Nick. I'm the CEO of DOC and it's my pleasure to be joined today by Ewan Eust, uh, who is um, uh, working with one of our clients, Gravity Training. Welcome to Identity 3, Ewan. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Nick, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and so what we'll be talking to Ewan today about is uh, not only his, a little bit of his background and some context, but also how Gravity Training worked with DOC and also how they harness the power of digital identity and verifiable credentials to make their business much more efficient. Um, so Ewan, um, like I say, welcome to the, the podcast. And I would was wondering if you could provide a little bit of an insight into your background um, and then your, your role at Gravity. Okay, yeah. Um, well, thanks again for having me, Nick. Um, so I started off in the cybersecurity world, um, mostly working on firewalls and uh, just network security in general. Um, and I've always had the keen interest, you know, in development, might it be front end, back end, even full stack. And uh, I I think, yeah, it was on the beginning of this year, I, I made the decision to move over to development um, because I've always had a massive interest in that and that's where I am today, a developer, and I must say it's been quite of a journey. Fantastic. Um, and then, uh, and your role at Gravity, so you're really kind of, um, what is it that you're doing um, for them specifically, like maybe the types of projects, if you can tell us that you've been working on, and then also maybe you could give us a little bit of an intro to, to what Gravity does as well, Ewan. Yeah, let me start off by telling you basically what we do at Gravity. Um, I don't know if, if you've ever seen someone, you know, washing a window with a tall scra uh, skyscraper, you know. They obviously they suspend it on ropes and stuff. So we make all of that happen. Um, and it, that's just one example. So we make sure that the person that's washing that window, he is safe in doing that. Might it be his harness, the ropes he's using, but he trained at one of our facilities, then we supply him with the gear that is a national, well, an international standard of um, tested gear that we know it's safe, we know the restrictions of it, so we know that the person that's using our gear, they are safe. And then we take it another step further and we actually go and install those um, lifelines, uh, the anchor points where he hooks onto stuff. So we make sure that everything from training up until you're using equipment, even if something were to go wrong, how to still protect yourself, we do a broad spectrum of all of those sort of stuff. Um, and to give you a bit of an idea what I do at Gravity, so I'm the development manager uh, within Gravity, so we work on a lot of pre uh, projects. That's where Doc came in now recently with one of our newest projects that we working on but we mainly do um, apps for the company might it be local or international um, usage of apps so you know in Africa um, cell, cell service is quite it's it's not good at all um, so we try and make it better for our international trainers to use our apps and to efficiently use stuff um, so that they can work easily and they can obviously report back to our head officers might there be a query or an issue. Yeah, that makes sense. And your your HQ is in South Africa and then but the, you're starting to work all over the continent, is that right? Yes, yes. So we have quite a few 
branches um, in South Africa and then a few partner companies all across uh, the world. We try to look where, where there's a gap in the market. Um, you know, mostly in Africa, that's the most development. Well, that's where everything gets developed nowadays. Um, so there's a big um, need for training and cell towers and stuff in the African countries where the rural areas might need, you know, a bit of uh, changes to their uh, systems or how they communicate on a daily basis. So we try and move all across the country and the continent as well to give everyone proper training to what their job title might be. And then your clients are, I would imagine then, they're the, the companies that are really um, setting up these digital networks. So I'd imagine these are large kind of blue chip companies that, that you'd be working for. Yes, um, and it gets quite confusing because it might be a big company, but they are subcontractor for another company, but they all have to work on one standard if they are going onto one of our client sites. So we need to make sure that when they are trained, they're up to the client standards and not to what they might think is a good standard or a safe standard. And the standard itself, um, you and that is that when you say it's international, like I mean, is that you know, widely accepted in most of the you know, 190 or so countries in the world, or is it is it quite localized? No, no. So there's basically one standard because if you think about it, there's only one way to be safe when working at heights, um, and we need to make sure that the people that come to us for training and the supervisors that's on those sites know what they are doing to make sure that you know, that person goes home every day. Um, otherwise, you know, there's been a lot of um, incidents across the world where, you know, someone might have gotten injured or even someone died, you know, and we then obviously have to keep a record of uh, all those stuff because that person came to us for training and now we need to try and explain why someone died or why they got injured. So might it be their fault? Might it be gear? Something like that. So we need to make sure that our standards are of the highest of any sort of company or training that you can get. We need to make sure that we are on top of the game constantly. Yeah, that makes sense. The stakes, I mean, kind of part of the pun, but the stakes are high as well. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. A lot of responsibility. Um, so yeah, that kind of brings us quite nicely into my next question, which is really what challenges were you facing at Gravity uh, with, with uh, credentials and credentialing generally um, that, that prompted you to decide that you wanted to, to make a change in, in that process and the way that you went about that? We, we had a bit of issues with people falsifying our um, certificates. So that's that's quite of a big risk, um, not even for yourself, but for us as well, because a person, if they fortify, um, falsify a document um, and they go to an employer and tell them, I'm competent to work at heights, but they don't really know what they are doing. They might've watched a YouTube video or played a game even. Um, and they think that they can still do the job to the best of their knowledge and he might get hurt. He's, he's walking around with one of our certificates. So he's claiming that he came to one of our facilities for training. And that is one of our biggest challenges that we got. Uh, so, you know, even if it's on a digital form, we had no way of verifying or making sure that this person made sure that 
he didn't falsify documents and for the employer as well so that they know the person that's giving them a document or a certificate telling him he came to one of our facilities for training that is that he actually came to us and he didn't just falsify the document yeah because even beyond paper of course um, pdfs are, are obviously very easy to, to forge as well um so uh, yes, it's definitely a major problem, and I think like what you're you're describing before, um, in this environment where there's a lot at stake. Um, I mean, that falsified records could potentially be the individual's life um, that that's changed or ends or somebody else's. And of course, in addition to that, I'd imagine there's a lot of liability that would potentially, if if a company or an individual is not compliant. Um, and then obviously something happens, I'd imagine that the liability would potentially be that of the company. So that would mean it's um, extremely important to make sure you know or the companies know who is trained and who isn't. Uh, and obviously cutting down on that, uh, the forgeries and, and uh, tampering with credentials. And the great thing about these verifiable credentials is that really makes them distinct from, from anything that we've seen before is that they are fraud proof and instantly verifiable. So no more manual effort by um, organizations or individuals needing to, to phone up someone to find out if a credential is valid and they literally run a query uh, and they are told whether the credential is valid or not. You know, for us, we need to make sure that we constantly give out the correct information, even to the employers. Um, you know, if someone books a training with us for, let it say, work, uh, let it be working at heights or something like that, that they know what sort of training the candidate will receive and what we will expect from him to complete his training because we do get a lot of people that don't pass our trainings um, and they have to come again to one of our facilities to train again but we can't let someone leave our facility with a certificate if they are not on um, par with the international standards absolutely so how do you see then verifiable credentials? So this is a new technology that you, you've started, um, kind of starting to use now, you uh, and it's excitingly going into production as well, which is which is great for not only for us, but really for the industry at whole. I think there's probably a little bit of a lack of, of these types of solutions working at scale in production environments. So really good for everyone to see this type of stuff happening. Um, how are, do you see cred verifiable credentials solving the challenges that you have? Well, for a starter, um, the verifiable credentials runs through a blockchain. Um, so there's an easy way for us and for the employer, obviously, to verify that this document has not been falsified. Um, that's already a big changer for us. Um, and then if you'd look on how your certificate gets issued to you, there's many ways um, obviously, going through DOC, uh, there's many ways that our employer, uh, well, employers in general or clients that come to us for training where they can receive the documents to make sure something has not been falsified. And we've actually ran a few tests trying to falsify documents and we tried to cheat the system and we couldn't. So this is such a big game changer for us in this field um, to make sure that everything is on par with what needs to happen if uh, a candidate goes to an employer. And so that process might be just to try and work through some, some workflows just so um, people might understand um, how this, this could work. 
Um, so one way is that um, someone passes a, a training course and they go through all the kind of rigorous standards that you just outlined. Um, a credential is issued <clears throat> upon that uh, being completed successfully by gravity. It potentially is received by the individual. Um, you know, there's multiple options there, like you explained. What one could potentially be uh, Doc have a wallet app and that could potentially be stored there and then it becomes really portable. And then when that individual goes to a, a, a client or their employer and they look to, I guess, access a location, whether it's a mobile tower, an individual can actually create a verifiable presentation um, that can be shown to, to um, a verifier. And that can be a presentation that is signed by the issuer, Gravity signed also by the, the holder, the, the person with that, uh, with that uh, verifiable presentation, and then verified against um, the dot blockchain. So you have that kind of multi-signature, so you know who it was issued from and to. Um, and then also you can verify, you know, is it still um, active? Has it been revoked? All of that type of stuff. So you still, you know, it's a, a, a proper um, and legitimate presentation, which is really, really good. And that's why that's why we we also kind of like the uh, revoke option because you might have a, a candidate that comes to one of our facilities for training, but something might have happened and he falsified a document and we picked it up. We're going to mark him fraudulent on our system and we can then actually go and revoke that certificate. So it will then tell the employer or the client that he's trying to work for that something happened and he's documents is not valid anymore so they can then come to us and query why why it happened or what happened and that's obviously one way for us to keep track on what's happening to our candidates out in the field i think expiry is another interesting thing quite often re revocation and expiry are, are kind of confused but revocation is something where something can be taken off and by the issuer at any point but credentials can also be set up so i'd imagine you in the um, your training is valid for a period of time. Uh, is that right or is it that they have that um, credential for life or, or do they have to refresh their training? So our um, trainings are only valid for three years because the standards constantly change. You know, one of the CETAs, um, you know, they are, the, they are the international or the people that decide on laws and stuff um, for these trainings and for people to be competent on sites. If they change something, we then have to go back to one of our trainings, change that, and then work out a new training with the new national or international standard. So that's why our courses are only valid for three years. And then after that period of time, we will then obviously notify someone in due time, your, your certificate is expiring in a month or whenever, and they then have to come back for a refresher course, we train them again, so it's basically the same training, but we want to make sure that they're still competent in what they do, and then we issue them with a new certificate. Yeah, so you can set the expiry date for three years, for example, and then it automatically expires so that um, if they went to an employer after three years and one month, that, that credential would not verify anymore and they would know it's expired. And I'm sure, you, like you said, you would have reminded the person um, as well. But uh, no, that's really good to hear. And. Um, it's been good as well because I think Gravity were one of the earliest uh, clients of, of Doc, uh, which we very much appreciate. And it's been kind of great to see you guys grow. And it, it sounded like in our interactions most recently, you and the, um, like 
it sped up the process for you as well. Like so, so before you described that quite a manual process of credential issuance and, and probably the verification I'd imagine as well that could be quite time consuming. And I think um, what you know having the integrations that you have, so integrating your backend with with our API, I think like what you described is is enabling the the kind of speeding up of those those uh, issuing those credentials. Can you can you talk about that a little bit, please? Mm, yeah, so what we have now is on on our backend, obviously we connect through your API and we have all our templates um, within Doc in your template creator. So all our templates are there with custom attributes and um, custom stuff that you guys set up for us that we now go and populate those data automatically from what we have in our training side. And you know, from what our backend does and what your API does, it chats with each other and it's it's in like 20 seconds, you have a fully functional, or, uh, everything set up certificate that you can then hand out to your clients. Um, so before that, we had a quite of a manual way of doing it. We had to fill in all the data ourselves and we had to make sure that the names or identification numbers, dates, everything match before we hand out a certificate. So that changed, made stuff quite easy for us, definitely. And that's what technology is really all about, isn't it? It's enabling just um, more automation and enabling us to focus on, on other things. And it sounds like it's been great. And, you know, you guys have also been doing good things to, to enable you to expand as well throughout the uh, the region. So, um, yeah, it's it's great that you can scale more quickly um, as a result of that. What, what implications do you think then for the broader health and safety sector? You, you like It's obviously had a, a really positive impact for gravity training. Um, where else do you think it's going to have an impact or what kind of level of impact do you think it will have for, for your sector? Well, our our health and safety um, sector, it's quite intense. Um, so it's it's going to have a big impact on us still having to know someone is safe working on one of our sites. Um, we have weekly, might it be monthly, um, inspections or some of our health and safety officers going out to sites to do audit on these companies to make sure that the staff they train, the gear they use and how they use it, it's still in good working order and it's safe to to use. And that's actually one of the courses we, um, we have at Gravity is to teach a supervisor or a health and safety officer when they go out to sites, what's the key points they need to look at, how to look at um, certain stuff, are the people working on sites still safe, and if all of them are still competent. So that's the best way of us still having to know that everything is safe within gravity and in the health and safety sector, definitely. And it was interesting when we started um, kind of having uh, conversations with your, yourself and, and, the, and people in the sector generally, it was, and this is quite rife, certainly within the UK where I'm based, that even in construction, mining, uh, things of that nature, it's still, I mean, I, I, it's more than commonplace. It's almost the, the, the practical standard where to access, for example, a building site in the UK, it's still a laminated card um, that, that you take onto the site to prove um, that, that you're, you should be there, you're compliant to be there. And other people, we hear stories, people walking about in remote locations whether it's mining or construction, 
um, and they literally have a cardboard, you know, a folder with all the cardboard stuff that's getting, you know, uh, that's supposed to be proving their compliance and their competency at certain things. And these documents are getting damaged and lost and things like that. So that for, for us or for me personally was quite kind of shocking to know that something that has this uh, level of impact is, um, is still um, at that stage. And it's really good to see that the industry is starting to use technology and embrace it to enable those types of documents, which are super important to actually now be carried about on people's mobile devices, which for the most part, we all have smartphones these days, connectivity as well. It sounds like, uh, you know, putting up mobile mass in, in Africa and things, that's obviously going to massively increase um, connectivity there and across the world as well. So it does seem that the industry is really starting to, to embrace technology and move forward. Yeah, um, definitely. And I feel like, you know, when you want to start embracing new technology that everyone needs to know why and especially in the uh, telecoms sector if you're trying to move out to um, going to clients and explain to them why you're introducing new technology because truth be told a lot of people are scared about new technology you know and what patent uh, potential risks it might have for you so that's why i think us moving into this whole digital sector and the entire world is just moving into this digital phase is to know why we're doing it and what benefits it will give our daily lives. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, not everyone loves technology. Definitely, that is a, a very good point. Um, and then final question for me is, um, why did you choose Doc? Well, we wanted to use uh, a solution basically to help us save documents, um, to backtrack something, you know, if we were to lose something on our end, and to make our uh, clients or the employers feel safer knowing that one of the employees or, or one of our candidates came to one of our facilities for training and they're actually competent in what they do. We then also wanted them to feel safe that the person giving them a, a certificate, that, that's a valid certificate and then they can go and verify that certificate to make sure that something has not been falsified and that they know that everything that they do is up to a certain standard. You and I really do appreciate you coming on to the show. Like uh, we just found out when we we're just chatting before that you're uh, super committed because you're uh, uh, taking some time with us on on a kind of national public holiday uh, in South Africa. So I know you're also fighting a little bit of uh, uh, of an illness as well. So I really appreciate the commitment and and thank you very much for your time. And it's been great to, to learn more about about yourself and gravity. Thank you, Nick. I really do appreciate it. And I just want to say a massive thanks to you and your team for helping us through this journey. You know, it was and it is not an easy journey, especially bringing out a brand new um, technology or IT infrastructure in your company. You know, it's it's really not an easy thing to do. And I just want to say thanks to you and your team for helping us through all of this and you know, having an easy way for us to communicate with you guys, you know, it's difficult to chat with people across the world, you know, with time zones and everything differs, but it was really, it is really just one of the best ways for us to go through this process is having your guys and your expertise leading us through this way. So I really want to thank you for it. That's brilliant. Really nice to hear that, you and it's, it's our pleasure. So, so thank you. But yeah, thanks again. And we'll speak soon. Great. Thanks, Nick.